What is up? This is very exciting because this is the first installment of my podcast, Thoughts Under the Hat. And I'm very, very, very excited to have this next guest next to me right now. Um, I'm not going to be long-winded and have like this super elaborate, extravagant entrance for this friend of mine, but he's done a ton in the community. He's always here to surprise us. He's always doing something new and exciting. He's always being innovative. He's always making me jealous of him. He's always, you know, climbing a mountain. He's always getting a concussion. He's always doing a lot. Um, This is William Trey Walker on Tony Pettis' podcast, Thoughts Under the Hat, for the first episode. So welcome, William. Yay. All right. First first things first. (laughs) Not everyone knows my first name. Ding. So, first thing I've let you guys in on. His name is William. All right. If anyone calls me that and I do not turn around or I speak back, it's because I just have never gone by that. So, I apologize. Well, I always like to bring it up because I think it's really, really cool. He has a really long, elaborate name, kind of like some of the high schools here. You got William Henry Spencer High School, which I was a proud graduate of in 2016. You got William Henry Shaw, which... They're two different people. I find that hard to believe. But they're so long and elaborate, and maybe you can throw a third or a fourth on the end there, which he's not. He's the first of his generation, I believe. Yes, sir. Yeah, so <laughs> it's not as cool. But, um, yeah, I, I I, don't really know. I said I, I, I wish there was a song. I, I, I. But um, I want to really take the opportunity to be on this podcast um, as an opportunity to give people true and hearty conversations nothing's off limits on here i don't curse often and i don't like to use foul language so that's the only thing that's probably to a minimum on this podcast but i want everyone to get the sense of um a lot of emotional um contributions and a lot of hearty like gut-wrenching yeah i feel that amen sister and brother type of things going on i think a lot of times we can be very colorful and animated um (laughs) when we're doing podcasts and we can show our best selves kind of like social media. But at the end of it all, I think a lot of us go through a lot of things um, in the unseen. And I think it's important to see those sides. So we know that when it's happening to us, you know, it's going to be okay. And that there's light at the end of the tunnel. So, so. Oh God. So I'm just going to dive right in. I know Trey because I went to his first, um, gallery showing which was the here and there gallery i was a fan before then i was a fan of the photography i did not know he was out of little old columbus georgia i just assumed he was like in a different world and (laughs) (laughs) and it's like he's one of those instagram people that you would message probably not get a response back he's one of those instagram people that definitely has celebrity friends but he doesn't post about him because he's not looking for the likes like i just had all of this these crazy ideas of who Trey Walker was. And um, then there was this fateful moment where his um, awesome, awesome, if you haven't seen it, his awesome lightning shot of Uptown Columbus's water tower premiered and jumped on the page. And um, was it WRBL? All three of them, actually. Yeah, all three of them. So it's WLTZ, <laughs> WRBL, Elemental P, QRS, 
TV. All all of them. All of them showed the photo and I I didn't see any um I didn't see his name. And I just assumed because I'd already become kind of familiar with his work that he was, you know, it was Trey Walker. It was William. William did this. <laughs> We're going to title this William. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and, um I thought that was really cool. So, long story short, found out about him. I reached out. I was in a space where like a lot of us creatives, I was feeling creatively drained and I had talked to a few of my friends and I was like, what keeps you motivated? Like what keeps you out here wanting to hustle and figure things out and figure out ways to be innovative and not only innovative, but creatively um, charged and um, consistent with your work. And um, I reached out to friends of mine that not only were in the arts cre um, creative like realm, but another one of my friends that does calisthenics. I think that's the word calisthenics. Aesthetics. Like uh, exercise. Like, like he does exercise, but he hangs himself upside down. He does all of this stuff, but he's phenomenal at it. And he's really passionate about it. Um, and yeah, then I, I think and that's I, the word. Yeah. Calisthenics. I did a good job. Yay. And then I reached out to Trey. Trey was, you know, getting ready for this show and I ended up coming to it and it was fantastic for me. I don't know. Someone could correct me and say this was not the first time, but I believe for me this was the first time I was being exposed to this like New York City high end level of like these badass kids coming out and doing something cool in a space where it was you know um, not thought of and 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 just banding together. He had, if I'm not mistaken, people from other areas. Uh, yeah, that show we had people from Atlanta. And Birmingham, uh, the guy from Birmingham was originally from Mobile. Um, so we had people drive up from all over. Insanity. Um, so there were people from other areas, obviously, that came in. I got to meet everybody. I know I'm talking a lot. I'm going to give it over to him in a minute. But I'm trying to make sure all the the bread. What the, is that? No. The foundation has been. Why was that, where was I going with bread? The bread has been cooked. But um, trying to make sure I do all the foundational work. But um, yeah, so I came, it was awesome, it was inspiring, it was everything I thought it was gonna be, and out of that was birth the Columbus Collective. Now by that I mean homegirls came to that, they wanted to band together, get with Trey, figure out a way to create something like this on a larger level, including fine arts and, and all, all sorts. Great idea. Not Great just not just yeah. travel photography. Yeah, not just travel photography. Other artists, yeah. And if I didn't <clears throat> say that, the, the here and there gallery was strictly travel photography. So I felt like I was going on an adventure. It was just, it was fantastic. It was here in Second Story, so that is awesome. Um, but it was just, I don't know, it was something I had never seen before and experienced. And I did want more of that. So out of that came the idea of the Columbus Collective. Like I said, my podcast <laughs> is completely off. Uh, nothing's off limits and um i just want to set the record straight trey walker <laughs> was the beginning to this creative spew to me i've always felt like i needed to make sure that was known he was the starter he was the author and the finisher <laughs> of all of this and i'm really hyping him up but it's true um i wouldn't have said yes to becoming a member or helping out with the marketing and, and, and um, strategizing for the Columbus Collective if I hadn't seen what was capable of happening and blossoming through a band of kids getting together and doing something that they had um, a lot of hope and faith in, which was the collective. So yeah, people, and also neither of us are <laughs> in the Columbus Collective. Um, I left first. <laughs> And Trey left a little bit afterwards, but yes, we loved our time there. It was fun. There were issues. Yes, we're people. 
we, we go through it, we get over it, and we, we, we build. We move on. Yeah, we build new things. So speaking of new things, <laughs> the foundational work has been laid. I'm here in the creator's studio, um, which in my knowledge, I believe was originally offered to you as your personal office space. Yeah, it was. So uh, it's located here in Second Story, where we're actually filming right now. Um, and there's a very magnificent man named Brandon Strozier. Yes. But when you get to know him, you'll you'll know him as Bistro or Stro or or whatever. Um, he approached me, uh, and it was just it was just timing. Uh, he was like, "Hey, uh, nothing's going on in this third room that we have." Uh, do you want to use it as like your office? Cause I know you do a lot of photo shoots downtown and, um, yeah. Do you want to use it as your office? And I, I got to thinking and I was just like, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like, let's get it. You know? Um, and then I just got to thinking, I was just like, but what if, what if it wasn't just me? And he was like, what? And I was like, so what if we created a space for not only the people, um, in second story, um, who don't feel fulfilled, um, creatively through second story so a backstory second story is a college ministry um that i kind of help do some of the photo and video work for and um so they do a lot of sporting events and they do a lot of uh like tonight there's a bachelor viewing party um but there's not a ton of like artistic stuff that happens Mm -hmm. um at least to my knowledge um and so i was like what if we created a space to where they could use it and come in here and create and it'd be like a co-work space but it'd be strictly for creatives and creators um and now, so can we just take us a, a moment i i don't know about you guys but that takes and, and i'm not trying to gas him up again but the fact that this was offered to him as his solo um office space and he turned it into an opportunity to kind of band the community to get together and to give other people the opportunity to kind of express their creative selves is mind-blowing and I don't think I have that amount of um not yet I'm working on it the Lord's working <laughs> with it but I don't have that amount of selflessness yet um but I want to get to a place where I feel like I can give so much of myself because it comes back may not come back immediately but ladies and gentlemen take notes this is how you give a little of yourself um and just see that come back to you um, I think that's really really big keep going I'm sorry yeah and so yeah so the creator studio um was birthed through the opportunity of uh, getting this space and we've been blessed with the space was already here we didn't have to to really do anything mm-hmm. um, it was just already here and he was like it's yours here's the keys you know I love the community idea do whatever you want and so you know from there it was like hey um, I want to make this space comfortable and I want to make it something where I not only feel creative, but other people can come in here and feel creative. Um, and so you'll notice when you come in here, there's one wall that's completely covered in Bible pages. Um, now, I didn't do that, but it was already in here, and I decided to keep it. And the walls used to be gray, very dark gray, and now they're white. Uh, the trim was black, but I touched it up. Um, Matt and I did the floors, um, and then we added, like, a cool rug, a cool chair, a cool couch. Um, a ton of time, you guys. I've gotten to kind of see the, the time and energy that he's put into this, and it's really fantastic to see this place transform for, for sure. I mean, I came in one day, and I was like, wait, this is wood. And it, was, it wasn't there before, but it's like it's, uh, it's transformative both literally and f- uh, 
physically is I think those are the words I'm yeah. trying to sound smart <laughs> but yeah because it's like you know I was here to kind of see it happen and I don't know it's so cool it's so cool I'm sorry I keep interrupting I don't know no, you're good go. um yeah so you know it's not just this massive immaculate space uh the room's probably about 20 by 25 feet or something like that um, so it's not this massive space, but it is a space where we could host, you know, five, six creators at one time, uh, comfortably 10 people uh, max or so. Um, but also on top of this, we're allowed to use the rest of the area. So we have a, a game room that has a ping pong table, a, a pool table, TVs, couches and stuff like that. And then we have a larger room where they do uh, weekly worship that we're able to use as well when they're not doing stuff. Uh, so if we ever knew a need a place to do a roundtable talk we got a place to do it now um so yeah the creator's studio was birthed through uh second story and bistro you know huge shout out to them um but that's all started with the creator's roundtable series uh which is just a series where originally it was just me and i was just going to talk about my personal stuff um as far as being a creator and share the knowledge that i have uh with other creators and uh after the first meeting i uh I learned that I do not like talking for <laughs> an hour and a half, two hours. That's a lot um, of work. These voices have to be like treated to yeah, be able you, to continue. Yeah, you get winded very easily. Oh, yeah. um, but no, we had like eight people show up the first time, and you know most people that are gonna be like, "Oh man, that was that was awful. Let's not do that again." I was <laughs> like, "Yo, the fact that I got eight people to show up oh, yeah. at seven p.m. to a coffee shop on a Thursday night is crazy." And let and me also tail off of that. For the people who are listening, I just feel like this, our demographic is going to be very much so geared towards the beginners, the starters, the, the entrepreneurs, the business owners. That's literally what this creator's studio and this creator's foundation that he's created, huh, funny, uh, <laughs> is for. <laughs> and um, if you're listening to this, listen to the gratitude. Eight is a huge number um, in comparison to zero. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so if you're doing something and you're, uh, that's something that I always struggle with, doing an event and hoping that there are a lot of people who will show up and, and that, you know, but I've really learned the importance of, you know, quality over quantity and, and knowing that, you know, if anyone shows up and if I am um, influencing them in any um, aspect of their creative career or their beginning, I'm doing my job. Take the pressure off. Sit down. Figure out what you're doing and, and, and reevaluate it. And if you want more people, sure, work for it next time. But be grateful. Eight is a huge number. That's fantastic. Rewire your mind to think of it that way. Like, I influenced eight people today. I influenced one person today. I influenced three people today. And I think that's, I think we just, you know, have to be conscience, consciously um, aware of those things. I'm yeah, and interrupting them. No, you're good. I swear. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we had eight people, but the cool thing was like, I mean, we had a retired military guy. We had uh, another photographer. We had a writer. We, I mean, like, there was just so many people in the room that I could learn stuff from. Yeah. And I think that's the reason why I created it. It was not, you know, there was a little selfishness behind it. There uh -oh. was. Uh, Take back I what wanna, I said about the selflessness. <laughs> but there was, I want to learn more. And you guys are offering that yeah. to me. And this wouldn't have happened had we not sat down and talked about it. Um, but moving on to the, the second round table. Um, oh, Lord, what did we do that at? Uh, heritage, I think. Heritage. And we had, no joke, I think it was 40 people showed up that night. And Heritage is a 
pretty big space. Oh, yeah. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with the Heritage Art Center, that is um, located in 541. 541 2nd Avenue. Yeah, 2nd Avenue. And it is one of the most exciting creative projects that have kind of sprouted up in this past year or so. It's by Karen Utes and Robbie Utes. They have set off to create an opportunity in a space where artists can come and they can create. And not only can they create, but they can sell and you can purchase their artwork. It's a, it's They'll have... Um, Workshops, workshops, galleries, and, and uh, studio space available pretty like soon. A it's big gallery space that's been opening up. So yeah, I mean, everything you could need is like an Walmart artist. for artists. Yeah, so <laughs> check that out. Um, but yeah, so we we packed out, you know, the the five forty one address for Heritage because there's two addresses. Um, you have the grocery store, which is what I call it because that's what it used to be, uh, which is a smaller space, probably about. Yes. I would say it's probably about. T- two or three of this room or so. I was going to say, what is this? Um, it's about two or three of this <laughs> room. Me. And um, we had to literally keep pulling up chairs because people just kept showing up. Um, and then our third one, we partnered with Nonic, which is in Uptown. Yes. And I think we had three, like four by eight tables full of people. I didn't even count that many people. Uh, and the next one is this Thursday with John Hauser. We'll be John. back at, yeah, we'll be I back like at uh, Heritage this this week. Um, we got kind of a, a late start to the planning of it, so I didn't want to pop up on a restaurant or a yeah. coffee shop or someone and be like, hey, this Thursday, can I bring 40 people or however many people show up to your place of business un, you know, unexpectedly and, and you be able to provide yeah. service. So well, I didn't want to do that. I do have a question. So obviously, as you guys hear, the creator's thing is his latest project, and he does a lot of things. He's worked for a lot of people. He's been in a Super Bowl commercial pause for dramatic effect <laughs> it was pretty, Mo- it was pretty cool print. though i'm not even gonna lie oh someone's here um but yeah he was in a super bowl commercial and i always think with all of these creative projects um i'm a very and i've talked about this and i was kind of open about this at one of the creators roundtables. i'm very um fulfillment oriented i want to make sure that um in everything that I do, I'm sensing my purpose. I'm getting a feel for why I'm doing it. I, I, I need a why to even start. Um, and when it comes to Trey, I don't think I've ever asked you that, but I think you've told me in bits and pieces. But if someone wants to come up to you and they were to say, why, why do you do what you do? Why do you feel that this is your calling, your purpose? And if you don't think it is, what do you think it is like? Why? Why are we here? Why? Are, why is it creators? Why is it? Why? 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 So <laughs> it was put to me. Um, I think it was about a year ago. Um, we were sitting down at my aunt's house, and we got to talking or whatever. Just about um, I think a year ago. It's, would be the start of the co- yeah so we were tar- talking about the collective and we were talking about like where i was at in my photography business we were talking about all these things and, and a little backstory my aunt and uncle foster so like that's kind of a big reason why i hung out around there a lot is to hang out with the fosters and and uh kind of be there um and then she sent me a text later that night and it was of a picture of a guy on stage but um let me see if i can pull it up um and I know y'all can't see it, but, it, you know, Tony should be able to see it. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> anyways, so she sent me this picture of a guy on stage, and it wasn't the photo that caught my attention. It was what was, you know, what was um, what was on the screen that he was pointing at. 
and it literally said be who you needed when you were younger mm. um this is it here um and I don't know. That just kind of that's just kind of been the whole purpose for. I didn't have um, the wording. I would say I'm a, I'm a photographer. Tony knows I don't I don't really talk a ton. Um, yeah. I kind of speak when you know I speak when spoken to, but I speak when I feel it's a necessary. Uh, it's a mysterious thing. It's like Batman. So Batman only says hi. I'm Batman, and then you have a, a punch in your face. <laughs> without the punch in the face yeah no punches uh, I'm Batman I'm Batman but um yeah so like the whole be who you needed when you were younger was kind of it's kind of the whole reason why I do anything um I mean it took me a very long time to kind of get out of the whole mindset of let me be selfish let me be bitter that I didn't grow up the way I wanted to grow up or I didn't have what I wanted when I was growing yeah. up um and it kind of was just like I don't know, you, you get around, um, you get around like the, you know, the foster kids who have literally nothing uh, other than a, a, a foster family that cares for them. And you're like, why, Yeah. <laughs> you know, no. why was I complaining growing up that I had to eat shift board RD instead of going to McDonald's or yeah. I didn't have an Xbox 360 and all Put my friends did. Perspective yeah. And so like, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, so the creator series kind of started with be who I needed not necessarily when I was younger but be who I needed when I was starting hmm. my creative journey yeah um and so if I can facilitate any way to kind of be who I needed at the start of my journey um that's what I want and so you know just kind of a another backstory start of my journey was uh picked up camera in 2013 didn't really do much with it kind of just shot around with family um friends stuff like that and then um went to college or had dropped out of college right before I found the camera found the camera went back to college and started shooting for like Troy University sports um and stuff like that and I kind of just found my purpose um but I never found the why I was doing it yeah um and so that's not something I found until recently or something that I you know there was always the why I was doing it. You know, it was kind of for selfish personal reasons. A um, little too deep that I don't want to get into. But See, and that's what this podcast is about, so we could go there. No, nah, I don't want to go there right now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> part two, William? Yeah, part we'll, two. we'll talk about part two. It might be a little too deep for the first uh, <laughs> for the first go around of the podcast. People are going to be like, man, they're talking about some crazy stuff. Well, no, I did. Well, actually, I, since I'm going to skip that. <laughs> And we're talking about being who, you know, you needed when you were younger. And this will go to the deep level. I know, I don't know if people know, but Trey and I have very similar, like, stories. Um, I actually lived with Trey for about, what is that, like a month and a month, two months, three months? Like two, four three months, months. Five months. Like two or three months. Um, it was fun. It was really, really fun. Um, but um, Trey saying that obviously we're not talking about family we're talking about the creative influences that you needed when you were younger to kind of help you jump start your creative careers but in that sometimes you can find a little bit of um fragments and fragmentation and, and fracture fact fractures of yourself when you have family issues which i think is something that everyone under the sound of our voices can kind of um testify to um my dad was murdered in 2001 or two. It's really weird that I don't even know that, but I never was one to kind of look back and say, let me figure out when he died. 
Um, he was murdered, and um, Trey's dad, still living, was not a part of his life, um, which I think is really, really cool to hear. Um, not saying, <laughs> I, and I don't know about <laughs> but that. It was so cool that it, your dad just had nothing to do with you. Well, yeah, just, well, and mine deceased. Um, so <laughs> it's very like uh, interesting because I think a lot of people just assume assumptions are crazy, man. Um, but that there's like this foundational entity because you guys seem so well put together and well thought out. And the truth is, I left home because you know things weren't the way I thought they were. I believe Trey has done similar things, mm-hmm. but probably not to the degree of me. I've house couch jumped, couch surfed everything in order to see my dreams come to fruition and I just wanted you to speak a little bit about that like being like how did not having him there in your house I know how it's affected me long term but how did you you know get through that was it more of a Uh, motivational thing or was it you know for the longest time no I mean it wasn't it was never motivating me to do better it was always that uh it was always that kind of the one foot in the the mud type of situation where I'm like I'm never going to get out of this. Like, you know, growing up, it was always so funny because, like, you know, mom didn't buy, like, we didn't have, like, tools for real. And I got into skateboarding and, you know, how, like, on the skateboard there's a a Phillips head screw and a nut. I would take, like, I don't even remember how I did it, but it'd be, like, a a spoon or a fork that I bent in half and then a, a, a butter knife to, like, unscrew it if I needed to take the trucks off the skateboard. Um, so yeah. it was, there was little ways where it was like, I'm having to innovate because, you know, a dad wasn't present to, to be like, Hey, he needs the tools to get this done. Same. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't going to be like, Hey mom, I know that we're, you know, you know, not very well off or, you know, we're still kind of struggling or whatever. Can you buy me these tools? No, I was just going to find a way to figure it out. Um, but no, like, so it was, it's kind of like I was always just uh, using it as a crutch. So, like, you know, my friends, obviously, uh, my friends in, like, middle school, high school, uh, grade school, whatever, they all had their, you know, two-parent households. They all had their uh, um, mom, dad, you know, typical family life that, that we on the outside see as, oh, man, this is such a perfect life versus um, – you know, they see our lives and they're like, oh, why is your why is your dad not uh, uh around? And you have to explain that at seven years old, like, yeah, oh, I I I briefly met him when I was two, and, and I know the feeling. Yeah, and so like, it's um, I kind of never thought I would get out of that, and it just kind of took me being like, look, I am. I wouldn't say like, because you you don't know what would have happened if yeah. he. But you do have those moments. You're like, I wonder what it, and everyone yeah, does. Yeah. I think it's and like, so like well, would things be different or would they be worse? Yeah, and so I don't want to be like, man, I would be such a better person if my dad was there. But I also don't want to be like, man, I would be such a worse person if he was because I don't know. Yeah. But I do know that it took me until I was about 18 years old to be like, look, he's not around. Um, that's just what it is. And you can either live in that, you know, live with that burden and that sorrow or you can – overcome it and then move on with your life because it took me being like hey dad I want to have a relationship um you know we can't be I you know I can't be like you're my you know you're my dad but like I can't be like 
proud to say you're my father because yeah. it's it's just hard. Um, but we can be friends and we can have a relationship. And it took the lack thereof of a reciprocation um, to be like, all right, there was there was my answer, and now I can yeah. move on. Um, Clarity and just yeah. the closure. Closure looks different for everybody, um, <coughs> which I think is something that we all have to come to grips with. It's not going to look the same. It's not going to feel the same. It's not going to, you know, it's it's whatever closure looks like for you. And even if you have to come to grips with knowing that sometimes, because with me, um, I'm a very closure-oriented person. I need to hear it from your lips <laughs> that this is the end all. That's why relationships with me are crazy, but that's a whole different talk for another time. But um, I just need to know that there's no, you know, there's no opening or possibility that things could change or I don't know. But yeah, and, and to speak on that, like I, I never would have been like, man, I wish my my father was, you know, deceased so that I would never have to know he was there and not caring. Um, and so I like I can't place myself in your shoes and be like, man, like and so like. I am glad that I have that clarity where I'm like, I could actually talk to my father. Yeah. And so I don't even know, like, I couldn't even even begin to fathom, like, what happens if you if he's deceased before you can have that type of clarity. So All Cabernet right. becomes your best friend. I'm just kidding. Don't drink when you're <laughs> feeling bad. Um, it becomes a crutch that you don't want it to be. Um, but I think I still have my clarity in that, um, you know, and it's it's interesting. This just flipped. But um, it's uh, it's cool to know, like you just said, you have those moments when you question, would it have been different if he was alive? Would we have a relationship? Um, can't take the judgment based off of what people have said about him if that's the true him. But when I put together all of the information that I've been told, I think it's better off the way that it is. I probably would not be the Tony that everyone loves to be around and joke around. I probably wouldn't know what joking is. Um, so I'm grateful in such an odd way that I am in this space. And that's why I tell people be grateful for what's happening now, how you got here. Remember how you got here. Remember that, you know, regardless of what your situation may look like, you talking about your father and me talking about mine, things could always be worse. Um, oh yeah. yeah. And that's, that's something that I remind myself constantly. And, it, and it, it's, there's never been like a moment where I'm like, well, no, because this is as bad as it gets <laughs> because there's always an there's alternate always the, reality yeah. yes, for someone else. And I'm like, oh, well, there we go. That they just I mean, just me being able to wake up and move my arms and have arms and legs. I just I, you know, it's so funny. Life is a blessing. It is a blessing. And so that's to, to speak on that. So like while we were in California um, and sorry about the. The noise, the background noise, my dog's walking around because Matt just walked in. But this if you guys don't know Matt, Matt was also one of the founders of the Columbus Collective that we mentioned earlier today. And co-founder. And he was not one there. of the ones that I um, had issues with. Ha! <laughs> I like that. Oh, man. All right. Anyway. <laughs> um, Drops mic. Okay, keep going, Dre. <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> Anyways, um, so it reminded me, like, because he walked in. We just got back from California Mm, two weeks ago two weeks ago um and literally it just seemed as if the whole trip was just it was just not meant to be um everything was fine as far as the flights and stuff but on the third day the third day in 
my camera was stolen. Uh, not my like digital camera, but my film camera that my step grandfather gave me. Now it was stolen to my mistake. I left it on a trail, and when we went back to get it, like thirty, forty-five minutes later or so, it was gone. And so my hopes was, oh, someone took it to the lost and found. No, that was not the case. Um, and then so I was like, all right, cool, move past this. It's all good. I'm not gonna let the rest of my trip be ruined by it. And then we moved into, uh, we went over to Sequoia National Park, and uh, there was snow on the ground. And we're from Alabama, so we don't see snow a lot. So we got excited. We bought a sled, and we started sledding. <laughs> um, I stood up on the sled, and then I slammed my head into the back of a rock or something. Oh. And so I had then got a concussion, and I knew I had got a concussion because I was I had blacked out for like, Probably like three or four seconds. And, and as a concerned friend, the way this news was, um, br- is it broke, breaking, broken to me? Brought. Brought. Oh my God, I'm illiterate. Broke. Um, did not graduate from CSU. <laughs> but um, I was on social media and then I come across this one thing and then Trey's like, what happened? And Matt yells out in the background, he's concussed. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, what? And that was like three days after I was concussed. That's dumb. Um, and so the great trifecta turned into a great tri, tri quad quadfecta. Um, We're making words up for this. Yeah. Podcast. So it um it turned into we ended up in uh, San Francisco and our car got broken into, um and they stole mine and Matt's luggage, um which sucked. And I still just I still I was. At that point, I was irritated. I'm not even going to lie. I, you know, the concussion was fine. I got back up and continued to sled. The losing the camera or st- someone stealing the camera was fine. Uh, moved past that relatively fast, faster than I thought. But the the break-in was the frustrating part because it was like, you know, yeah, why is this happening in, in threes? And then, you yeah. know, say they all say bad things from a three. Anyways, <laughs> the concussion symptoms did not hit till that night. Ugh. And... Man, you talk about not being able to hold anything down and not feeling good and and not being able to sleep and and I then we got on a coronavirus, but it's been proven to be it's not a concussion. But we got on a plane at five six a.m. the next morning, and man, if I if if I could explain to you in words how rough the plane ride home was for me, I wish I could. It just was rough. So a great a great forfecta. Of, of bad things, but I say all that to say I did not get mad and 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 cuss and yell like I usually would. Like I feel like I've kind of figured out where my clarity comes from. It's just like, hey, if 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 this happened to Matt and I saw him get irate, I would be uh, I would be like, dude, are are you really a little taken back? <laughs> I'd be like, are you serious right now? And I mean, like we were on a trip with a, a group of guys. Uh, last October, and this dude flipped out because he lost his uh, remote control to his camera, mm-hmm. and he said something along the lines of, I just had it, but when they moved my luggage, it disappeared, as if like we had stolen it. Oh, and I was like... Implied. <laughs> it was implied that we had stolen it. First off, I don't use a remote control. Second off, I didn't want his remote control. <laughs> Third off... I don't want your stupid remote control. It costs $15, and I know like $15 is like... You know, it could be like, man, that was that's still some money, but it cost fifteen dollars. You lost it, get over it, and and move past. Like you can get another one. And the catch was, he didn't 
buy the remote. It was given to him by the other guy on the trip. And it took the other guy on the trip saying, hey, calm down, man. It's just a remote. And he was like, oh, right. It is just a remote. Come to your senses. And it was $15. Yeah. And so, like, that's kind of like where I'm at. I'm like, oh, I lost my camera. Oh, it's just a camera. And get another one. Oh, I did this. Oh, it was just a concussion. Which for me is a little you know. different because the concussion could have killed him and the camera was expensive. But oh, man. It's, the way, it's the way that you have to rework and rewire your mind um, to kind of think of things in that way. I mean, it just makes, to be honest, and it sounds so hippie, which I am borderline hippie-ish. I would say so. Um, so um, that's not, that's going to be, yeah, definitely coming for me. That that makes sense. But um Reworking your mind makes life more enjoyable. Your perspective and how you perceive and accept things is so important. Um, and when you're faced with bad things, and I'm not trying to preach or like be yo bishop, I'm not having on a black tie, and I'm not you know preaching to the choir or whatever you want to call it. But I think it's really important that when you're faced with some sort of obscurity, some sort of an issue, to just not ignore it because real things happen like if you are <laughs> missing a payment and you have bills coming it's not gonna be like oh i'm gonna turn the other cheek no no you're gonna be a little frustrated you gotta turn the other cheek and be outside <laughs> without a home <laughs> but um i think it's good to take it with frustration then see what you can do to add to the solution and um, process um and just kind of rework rework in your mind say oh, yeah God, just don't linger exactly. you don't linger on because me and Nico were talking about that today. Like, you can't sit there and just, like, sit on all the negativity that happens in It'll life. Because if, if you do, you'll be sitting forever. Yeah. I mean, you have to at some point get up and be like, oh, today yeah. is a pretty positive day. Like, even if it's as simple as, I had a really good cup of coffee this morning. If that's what make, if that's what yeah. got you through the day, that's what's got you through the day. And I, this is something I'm figuring out. I think good things are more consistent than bad things in people's lives. It is. I think that's why we're more aware when a bad thing happens, and we can kind of call it for what it is. This is a bad day. This is a bad moment because we've had more good days than we've had bad. Rework your mind to see that that the foundation is on, only good. Like we get so accustomed to being able to wake up and drive to wherever our destination is that we forget that a lot of people don't have the ability to get up and wake up and drive to wherever they want to go because that's normal and it's expected, yeah, I guess, of, exactly. the, of the day. But it, those are good it, things. It is tough to, you know, when you, I'm sure we've all seen that graphic of the image where it's like, man, I wish I had a nice car. Yeah. And then the person in the wheelchair was, or not the person, the person walking walk. was like, man, I wish I could I could drive. And the person in the wheelchair was like, man, I wish I could walk. Like, it, it it's so easy to break that down and be like, man, that is so true. Why do I take yeah. so much for granted? But then we get caught up in the day-to-day. And, and, and so I understand it. I still have times where I get frustrated at something like as simple as like my computer not reading my SD yeah. card. And I'm like, some people don't have computers. First world issues. And but it's like you kind of get into the and, it, and with media and stuff, we always kind of focus on the negative. Yeah. Um, There's I mean, an expectation. Yeah, I remember like when Kobe died. Like, I'm not saying that's strictly a, a negative, but it is a negative situation. I mean, yeah. we we sat on that for. I mean, I think w- the world still is in mourning. Yeah, and like I still like can't fathom it actually happened, but let's celebrate the man. And like a lot of people were very good about celebrating him. But then you had, oh, he died and it's the pilot's fault or it's the, like, you know, is that whoever's, where you go? Yeah. yeah, like whoever's fault it was, you know, is that we got it. But like happens like that blaming someone or they brought up, you know, his case. And I'm like, 
come on now, like yeah. it's not the time. Like, let's celebrate his life. Let's celebrate, you know, what he built and what he did for people. But it's like we immediately went to the negative. Yeah. And so, like, it's just kind of, you know, rework your mind, rewire it, um, you know, figure out what in a day makes you happy. Um, yeah. I mean, lately, as simple as it is, playing ping pong every day has, like, just been like, this is great, you know, a and time I've to wind down. To and twice with him already. And you've been defeated. Okay, so we'll edit that out. No. But, like, and I started climbing this week, so I'm, I'm in the gym climbing on the wall or whatever. Um and like doing some physical activity too like you know we all complain about we don't have the time we have the time or we just don't want to do it you know mm-hmm. it's like oh we, we we can't get in the gym but there's so many like positive effects and it doesn't have to be the gym for yeah. me it's the climbing wall like you know I, i'm still working out but it's not the gym and, and for you it could be riding a bike or or taking a dog for a walk or whatever yeah. there's so many Find your outlet, like, people. Listen yeah, there's to so this. many outlets and benefits, like even to just being physically active, and we're not doing it. But then we sit around and we're like, "Oh man, I've, I've, you know, I don't feel great, or yeah. I don't feel like I have energy." But like, you know, what if, what if you got out there and did some physical activity and and built your energy yeah. levels back up? Um, and so it's just kind of like, you know, what do we? What are we, why are we really complaining about things that we can easily fix? That's really good. That's a really good point. And like he said, just getting out and I don't know, back to the hippie um, mindset, eating right, being healthy, exercising when you can. I I wasn't trying to go on that tangent. But but this is really, it's really important. Bo Bartlett, shout out to Uncle Bo. He told me this and he was like, make sure that in a day's time you are getting out of your comfort zone and, and he said not in a sense of just like being crazy but getting out of your comfort zone by walking jogging listening to some new music finding some new music drawing at least one thing being expressively creative in some sort of way going and watching a play um, if anything's going on in your area going outside um, even eating right starting off with breakfast like all of these weird things that you've heard since you were probably 12 7 8 2 years old that we just don't take into consideration anymore. But if you take care of the um, the host of which the, the body in which all your creative energy and creativity in general flows from, I guarantee you, you'll be so surprised by how many cool things you produce just by being in the right headspace and um, physical. Yeah. And whatever. I want to I want to segue that. I just want to kind of you know kind of move that conversation. When you said go out. And see a play. All right. First off, we're in Columbus, Georgia, um, and there's a ton of things happening. Oh yeah. You would be surprised how many people, and I mean, you're not gonna be surprised, but people who might listen to this be like, "But what? What are they talking about?" No, like you'd be surprised how many people are like, "Man, Columbus has nothing to do." Oh God. And our we'll start a new initiative at like uh, our friends over at Muddy Water Theater, and we'll be like, "Man, that is so cool!" Uh, like you know oh man that's awesome and i'm not wishing this upon them but like let's say they decided to take a different route and no longer did muddy water and then we'll sit there and complain about what is that uh, i don't know what that is but we'll sit there Cicadas. and we'll, we'll complain about like there's nothing to do and they're creating something new to do every day but then if they get up you know if they have a new endeavor they want to focus on we would be like oh man we're what happened to that yeah 
oh man, it's like, well, no, go out and support them, like, and show them that 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 it's worth their time, and yeah. and, and so like, there's always something new to do here. I mean, the I downtown area is just always popping. There's new things. Exactly. There's new art events. There's, I mean, we have a hockey team again. Now that I didn't know, you just informed me. Yeah, <laughs> like we have a hockey team again, and people were like, "Man, we missed the Cotton Mouse." Well, you oh, missed yeah. the Cotton Mouse because you never went and supported yeah. them. <laughs> like you wouldn't miss them had you gone out and not bought that Starbucks drink and bought a ticket to the game instead. Yeah. And I tell a, people, um, a lot of people that too. And going off of what you just said, what did you? What, ugh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so many things I can speak to on that subject, but I always that's what it is. I've always told people I have this phrase, and it's called "get out of <laughs> the front to backyard radius of your mind." And by that, I mean there's a, a front yard that you can see clearly. You know what's watered there. Whatever's watered there, it'll grow. That's an older saying. And then you have your backyard, and the same thing happens. And you're always wondering what's going on in the neighborhood, but you never explore leave the neighborhood. your front yard. Explore Literally, the explore the neighborhood. Get out. Stop wondering what's going on. Stop polluting the very you know foundation that we're trying to build up in any community, whether it's Columbus, Georgia, whether it's New York City, whether it's Kansas, whether it's whatever – and be a part of it. It's so much cooler when you stop polluting the air with negativity and you become a part of the game-changing system that is supporting creativity, being a friend to someone who wants to start a new adventure, and just being present. You don't know what will happen. Creativity flows like, I don't know, like glitter. You throw glitter in the air, how many people will leave the room with it? With some sort of a... Um, piece of glitter shining on them and it'll be on for weeks literally and it'll stick with you for a long time you just have to be with it in that way Ooh, the analogies are just flowing. but um yeah i think i'm going to end it with one more question we've been talking for a long time are y'all bored of us i don't know they can't respond back i think i heard somebody named jeffrey say yes very bored so jeffrey just in my mind (laughs) you might want to get that checked out (laughs) but um so if if you now speaking back to everything that we've talked about being the person that you know you didn't have when you were younger and all the creative endeavors that you've had your fingers and feet in um, over the past course of the year at Super Bowl commercials all of these things what in this current state of your your career would you tell the next entrepreneur who's thinking about taking a dive and um, going for something that's been bothering them for years 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 and been on their mind all right so for a new creator creative artist whatever who has something in their head and their mind whatever and they just need to do it right yeah i mean it, it literally is simple as do it but i was that creator who we were sitting down uh me and my wife were sitting down she was my fiance or girlfriend i love you time. caroline um, and she was like, look, just quit your job. Like, just do it. Like, go for it. Um, and to me, that was just terrifying. Like, yeah. I was like, yo, if I quit my job, I will literally die. Like, <laughs> like there will be no food. We will starve to death. Like, not even you could feed me, right? Like, not even you could provide for me. And and I will die. I will, I will physically die. Um, but it took me being like, yo, all right. So, in five years, if I look back and say, oh, I didn't quit my job, and now I regret it, and I don't want to do that. So, um, timing is a big thing. Um, oh, yeah. Now, I would say if you're not financially 
stable enough and have money saved up like I did to quit your job, uh, don't, um, you know, get your money saved up and, and, and be smart about it unless, like, Nike or, or somebody is like, hey, we'll pay you $20,000 right now to yeah. do our campaign if you quit your job. Which <laughs> Trey did say just do it. So if any of the Nike um, representatives listen to this podcast, we would greatly love to say just do it about every episode so we can have a fresh pair of, ooh, I don't even know what shoes. I really like the off-white Nikes that are being made now. By Virgil. Yeah. Also the Travis Scotts. Uh, Anyways. um, Yeah, so I would literally just say, like, quit. Okay, so here's here's where I'm at with creators, our creative individuals in general. We will complain about not having the time, not being able to do something because of money, not being able to f- focus on our dreams, but we're not willing to give up that Starbucks drink, or we're not willing to say, hey, I'm sorry, man, like, I can't go out tonight. Yeah. Or, hey, as much as I want to go bowling with you guys, I need to create tonight. And so, like, we have a hard time saying no to the worldly pleasures that we've found ourselves in. Same and it boundaries, man. Yeah, you've got to set those boundaries. Like, I remember... I started saving money at my old job by not going out to eat for lunch every day. So I'd bring my lunch. I hated it, but it saved me a ton of money. Yeah. Um, crackers and ramen noodles don't get you through the day. Uh, no, I packed sandwiches and stuff. Bologna so sandwiches. <laughs> no, nah, it was, I'm, I know how to be frugal and still make it taste pretty good. Um, Vienna sausage. <laughs> but yeah, so I was literally going out to like Chick-fil-A every day. All right, so that's $7 times yeah. five days a week. That's like 35 bucks a week. All right, so let's say on a, on a bad week, I was like, let me go to Burger King instead. I'm still spending like 20 bucks. Like, yeah. And it's like $20 times four weeks. That's $100 a month. I was at this job for almost two years. So that's two... Uh, man. Yeah, that's That's not- like, that's just like... Even though it's like still a, a very small amount of money that could have been put in a savings account or that could have been put towards creating something or getting the proper uh i don't know if you're a painter like proper yeah brushes or anything yeah like paint at any and so it's like palette. set the boundary set a time for me it was like hey by this summer if i don't quit my job i'm gonna quit my job like and then we had a month where it was like, hey, you have the opportunity to go out west, and then as soon as you get back, you can go to Guatemala. And I was like, that's that's my time. And so I gave the boss like a three, four weeks notice and just quit. Um, but no, I, w- I would say if there's anything I want to leave you with, it would be to be smart, but also remember that you only have one life and – you need to do with it as you please and do with it what you want to do and not what mom and dad or what your boyfriend or girlfriend is telling you to do. You know, um, if you're religious, pray. Um, if you're not, you know, you know, find a mentor that you can really, really trust and who, who will give you, you know, who will be blunt with you and say, no, I don't think it's the right time for you to quit your job. Yeah. Or, no, I don't think this or I don't think that um, and someone you can trust and I'm not saying you can't trust your mom your dad your boyfriend but sometimes they're kind of one-sided you know I remember when I told my mom I wanted to quit my job she was like I don't think that's a good 
And I was like, what? And she was like, I just don't know. That's probably not a good idea. She was like, what are, what are you going to do for money? And I was like, mom, I'm making more money in photography than I am at this job. And I could probably make more if I quit this job. But what about money? <laughs> like actual money. I'm like, you do realize Internet. I'm making actual money, right? And she was like, yeah, but like money. Like US dollars? What about that? It's not exposure. You, I said, mom, I'm making US dollars. Like, come on. Um, and so, like, obviously be smart, do what you want. Um, but, you know, just remember that uh, we've all, we've all in some way been, been at that point and, uh, yeah, so just uh, if you're at that point and you're like, hey, I think I want to quit my job, if if you feel like the timing's right, just do it. Just quit the job. Uh, you can easily find another job. And guess what? They're going to replace you <laughs> literally as soon as you leave. I mean, like they don't care about it. They don't. They just. They may care about you, but they don't care that you quit. They're just going to, you know. Irreplaceable. I'm exactly. sorry. That's very, I've, I had to learn that the hard way. Yeah. So when Trey said the last part about there being one life and we must live it, I got chills. Because I'm going to read something, and um, it's just really weird how that just came into my mind and how we have this ongoing joke of who I think will be <laughs> the next. Um, there's two guys that I really, really look up to in our town. Um, but, yeah, anyway, and I'll begin. It's a big world. Get out there and drink it up. Learn everything you can. Be a sponge. Soak it up. Become the best version of yourself by developing your natural abilities and then sharing what you've learned with others. Be in the service of others. Associate yourself with honest people. Live every day with wild abandon. Work, 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 and never give up. Perseverance is the key. Believe in yourself because no one else will. You have to make your work undeniable. Think hard about what you believe. Think twice as hard about what you say you believe. It all comes down to original intent. Why do anything? Because what we do matters. Every thought, every action, it adds up to reality. Be careful what you think, what you wish for, because thought precedes reality. Manifestation is real. You can have or be anything, so be mindful and intentional. Discover yourself by following your inclinations. Trust your inclinations. You're, you are an original person. Don't try to be different or original. That's a given. You are already. It's your birthright. Strive to be true to your temperament. Honor everything you are. Let your root feed your crown. Trust where you are and make the best of it. Things will work out if you keep working. Pray, but take action. You can't control everything, but you control some things. Know the difference and don't get distracted by any dehumanizing activity. Don't be selfish. Things may not always turn out like you'd want, but what matters is how you respond. What you do next in, in response, durability increases with struggle. Every moment is a decision point. Make choices based on love, not fear. Ask what's the loving thing to do for the most number of people involved. Act accordingly. Love is your guiding light. Act accordingly always, tirelessly. You have but one life, so live it and make this world a better place. That is Bo Bartlett. <laughs> and he always ends his podcast um, and his radio show with, you have but one life, so live it. And that's what Trey said. This has been I'm the blown. first episode of uh, Thoughts Under the Hat with Tony. I am floored emotionally because that's really, really weird and I'm tingly. But this has been William Trey Walker. 
Peace out. Well, and this has been fun. Bye, you guys. Come out of the studio whenever. Peace.